the main idea from my first graphic novel was to compare between the Palestinian prisoners inside the Israeli prison and outside the, the Israeli prison. Uh, now I want also to convey the Palestinian resilience, not just how they live in, in Palestine. And uh, we should reflect our, uh, some hope for, uh, for the Palestinian and how we create our hope. Welcome to This is Palestine. I'm Deanna Butu. In today's episode, I speak to award-winning Palestinian political cartoonist and visual artist Mohamed Sabani. Mohamed has published two graphic novels, and his work is featured in newspapers around the world. His most recent award-winning book, titled Power Born of Dreams, My Story is Palestine, was named a winner of the 2022 Palestine Book Awards. The unique novel is a testament to his experience of being unjustly imprisoned by Israel for five months. Hamed explores the concept of freedom and remaining resilient while being a Palestinian political prisoner held by the Israeli military. You might know Hamed from his distinct black and white style and the use of print, pen, and ink. Today, he regularly shares his work on social media, where he posts pieces of daily Palestinian life, struggle, and hope. Mohammed resides in Ramallah and teaches at the Arab American University of Palestine. Alongside being a teacher and artist, he is a representative for the Cartoonist Rights Network International. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to This is Palestine. I'm Deanna Butu. In this episode, I am so fortunate to speak to award-winning Palestinian political cartoonist and visual artist, Mohamed Sabani. Mohamed has published two graphic novels and his work is featured in newspapers around the world. His most recent award-winning book is titled The Power of Dreams, My Story is Palestine, and it was named a winner of the 2022 Palestine Book Awards. Welcome, Mohamed, to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Thank you. for <laughs> Mohamed, as I was saying to you earlier on, this is really a delight and an honor for me to be able to speak to you because I am such a fan of your work. You, as we would say in Arabic, you express <laughs> what it is that I can't find the words to say. And your work is so powerful because sometimes in just one picture, one cartoon, you manage to capture what I and so many others are thinking about Palestine. Your work is incredible. So thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I'm really honored. Thank you, Diana. No, thank you for organizing that. It's it's honor also for me to to be with you today and to talk about the Palestinian art and my cartoons. So, Mohammed, how did you start? How did you get started in this field? I was born in Kuwait in 1979. Both of my parents they are Palestinian, and both of them had great nostalgia to uh, Palestine because they have left Palestine while they were very very young. That's why the, they, they raised us up, uh, me and my brothers and sisters, uh, just thinking about Palestine, what's going on in Palestine. Always they were following the, the news about the first intifada, what's going on there in West Bank and Gaza and Jerusalem. And you can imagine my, my father was uh, always recording the news about Palestine. He had tapes for uh, all the news about Palestine. My mother also used to cut the photos of the Palestinian news from the, the daily newspaper in Kuwait. 
Kuwait, and she used to use uh, Najil Ali cartoon to tell us about what's going on in uh, in Palestine. Uh, I remember when I was six years old, uh, my parents took me to a competition. It was organized by BLO in, in Kuwait, and that's when I won the first prize for that competition in art. And there, actually, my mother used to encourage me to be an artist and maybe just visual artist, not cartoonist. But then when I moved from Kuwait after the first Gulf War to Jordan, from Jordan to Palestine, here I thought that uh, the cartoon or the political cartoon is the best way to represent my people and all of the issues around me. Especially that when, when I have started my, my bachelor degree, that was when the second intifada were here in, in Palestine. And maybe you remember that, that situation, how much it was hard for all the people in, in Palestine. And that's why... I wanted to participate in all of that uh, events around me. I want to participate with my art to convey our messages for the people around the world. And so why political cartoons? Why go into the political sphere rather than in the commercial sphere where obviously there's much more money? Actually, maybe because I raised in Kuwait and because my, my mother used to use the Najil Ali cartoon to tell us about Palestine. Maybe because I found that it's very cheap art for all the people. You can see that the people, they can own your artwork by just cut your cartoon from daily newspaper and put it on on their wall without paying a lot of money to visual artists. And also because I think it's a good way to represent all of these issues. But the most important reason, because I love cartoon and far away from all of our, our political situation and all of our situation, I love to be cartoonist. I like cartoon. And I thought it is an incredible way to represent your your ideas also. So you've been doing this for a while now. Do you have a favorite cartoon? Actually, I don't I don't prefer to evaluate my artwork. Uh, I, I think when I evaluate my artwork, it is uh, it became like um, I'm doing another uh, the, the role of my audience. But one of my cartoons, because when I was in the prison and my mother visited me after 40 days of uh, solitary confinement inside the, the cell, and that was the first time I meet my mother after uh, they arrested me in 2013. And that was uh, on uh, 20, 21 of March. It's the Mother Days here in, in Palestine. And all of what came uh, on my mind that uh, I used to, to give my mom gift in that days. In 2013, my mother gave me the gift. She came to visit me uh, at the court. At that moment, uh, one of, uh, just one image came to my mind. I, drew, I depicted that image. And it's won the, the second uh, Arab prize for uh, political cartoonist in 2014, that cartoon. Uh, that's why I love that cartoon uh, very much. So it's not so much, it's the one that is the, speaks to you the most, let's say. So I yeah, will. Yeah. I, I feel that th- that one is personal. It's not for all the people around the world, even that cartoon. I think it's uh, represent all the, the Palestinian mothers, not just my, my mother. But that one that I has like special relation with that artwork. So um, are you working on anything exciting right now? I'm sure you are. Actually, yes, I've started doing my second graphic novel or my third book. I've done my first one about my life inside the Israeli prison to just to use that that journey to compare between the Palestinian life inside the prison and outside the prison. 
that was Barborn of Dream, which was published by Street Noise in United States of America. Recently, I visited the UK when I won that, that prize for that graphic novel, and I was talking with my publisher that I need to do the, the second volume of that, that story. Because I think uh, all these stories that's going going around us as a Palestinian should be documented in, in a graphic novel. That's why I've started that uh, graphic novel. And the main idea from my first graphic novel was to compare between the Palestinian prisoners inside the Israeli prison and outside the, the Israeli prison. But uh, now I want also to convey the Palestinian resilience, not just how they live in Palestine. And uh, I want to discuss why we live here in Palestine, how we live in Palestine and uh, face all of this atrocity around us. Uh, you have seen what's happened yesterday, um, but there are many stories should be documented. The, the families of their, these people who have been killed by the Israeli Tomorrow I will I will go to visit uh, Janine Camp and Nablus and document many stories about what's going on uh, here in Palestine to convey also the idea of the Palestinian resilience, not just resistance, not just the Israeli atrocity, and also we should reflect some hope for uh, for the Palestinian and how we create our hope. That's so important, Mohammed, because we either not we it's either a viewpoint in the in, in the minds of many that it's either victims or resistance, but I think the element of resilience is often ignored, particularly in political cartoons. This idea that we are a living, breathing people who want to enjoy life, we want to love, we want to, we want to be able to smell the beautiful flowers, we want to be able to eat the, the food from our land, yeah. uh, we want to be able to dance, to sing, to do all the things that everybody around the world has every right to do. And I think that that's so vital that you're doing that, um, especially in political cartoons. Yeah, actually, I will, I will tell you a small story that I've started my English language just seven years ago. I couldn't speak English uh, before. And I've started uh, my English language or improving my English language by reading books for uh, Ilan Papemi, Kopeled, uh, Naum Chumoski, uh, Edward Said, and all of these people. And there where I know that the idea of settler colonialism as a political framework. And that's why uh, nowadays, over the last seven years, I'm trying just to, to reflect this political framework in all of my artworks. In my first book, it was, or my first comics, Barborn of a Dream, I tried to compare between the Palestinian here and the indigenous in the United States who they now live in, in these reservations. And I want to compare between the indigenous here in Palestine and the indigenous in the United States. And that's why I wanted to compare between the prisoners inside the prison, outside the prison, as a reflection of this uh, political framework on, on the ground. And, and why I'm, I'm doing something about uh, the resilience, because I want also to reflect or to, to fight against the, the idea of dehumanization of the Palestinian exactly. people. We are a human being. We can cope. I don't need to cope with this occupation, but I want to, to resist against this, this, this occupation. I want to, to reflect this kind of resilience for the Palestinian people on the ground, that we we are human beings. We are not just fighters. We are not just prisoners. And uh, even the prisoners or the fighter, they are human beings. And the occupation, that this, this situation, who converted them into the fighters or prisoners or whatever. 
And that's why I need to reflect this idea. And also I want to use the, the, uh, the story of the six Palestinian prisoners who they have skipped from the Israeli prison. In my story, I've made some interviews with their family. And one of them, he is my friend, Zakaria Zbedi. I used to be a board member in Freedom Theater while he was in Jenin. And I know I know of stories about him. Even with that, I have done some interviews with his brother. His brother also was arrested, Jibril, last, last week. And Dawood was killed last year. And that's why I need to convey all of these stories about this, these six Palestinian prisoners also, because they, they have created the hope from nothing. Uh, the idea of the comics around the world, when it was launched uh, as social engineering for the, the people in the United States to encourage them when they created uh, Captain America, for example, as a, as, a, as a character or as a hero for the, the comics, they created that uh, fictional character to uh, encourage the, the American people to, to serve in the military forces in the United States yes. during the Second World War and First World War. But here in Palestine, we have non-fictional heroes who they are, they are fighting against this occupation. They are, they are human beings. They are not fictional, um, not writer who has created this, the, these heroes. They are our friends and our family and our people in Jenin and in Nablus and all of these uh, cities. And that's why I needed to, to depict that story for these six Palestinian prisoners, because it's mixed between the uh, fictional, non-fictional, uh, biographical, non-biographical comics, all of the, even the documentary comics or the journalism comics that was created by, by George Sacco. I found their story, it's mixed between all of the types of comics around the world in one story, mm -hmm. and which it is true story. It's not fictional story. Yeah, Joe Sacco's books have been uh, very formative for, so, for, for almost a generation because he, in a very simple way, as you put it, it's the, it's the art of the masses. He, in a very simple way, expressed what life was like for Palestinians. Uh, through his uh, graphic novels. And I, I'm so happy that you're doing the same. I know that you were, we were talking a little bit earlier about where we can get your books and about traveling to different places around the world. Can you, um, can you no, talk I about it? Actually, my book, my, my first book, White and Black, Palestine and White and Black, was published by Just Word Book. The publisher from United States, from Virginia, and that book was translated into the uh, Spanish and Catalani language. The second book, Barborn of Dream, which was published uh, last year by Street Noise, it's both of them in, in Amazon, but the second one, uh, or the comics one, was published uh, in the United States, and now we are translating that book into the France, Italian language, and I published the Arabic language here uh, in, in Palestine. Both of them, you, uh, the people, they can find them in Amazon. Uh, always I'm traveling around the world just to talk about my, my visual art, to exhibit my, my work. As I told you before, I, I will travel to France in, in this summer. I will travel to the UK next month to Exeter University to talk about, about my art. And I have a little more story about my, my visit to Hague uh, in Netherlands. In 2018, I published or I exhibited my work in the International Criminal Court, and that exhibition was organized by the Palestinian embassy in, in Hague. And actually, my artwork were stolen from inside the International Criminal Court by pro-Israeli uh, person. Say stolen? They, yeah, they stole it? From inside the International Criminal Court, yes. 
Um, it was case in in internet uh, ICC uh, for two years that it was like joke. <laughs> like a, a pro-Israeli person in the International Criminal Court has stolen this artwork, and uh, after the investi- investigation, they found that that he had stolen this cartoon because he thought that all of this cartoon against Israel. Yeah, yes, it's against Israel. You know, I shouldn't I shouldn't be surprised. They stole the whole country. Of course yeah. they're gonna steal cartoons. But it's still shocking. It's still yeah. <laughs> it's still shocking. That's going on actually with me. And you know, um, I've been traveling around the world. I was lucky for that, traveled around the world. Um, recently, I, I couldn't get the, the visa to United States. I hope I will get it to visit the United States again and to uh, to talk about my my artwork. Actually, I've been in, in uh, there for many time, uh, gave many lecture in many uh, American university, uh, School of Visual Art in Manhattan, New School University in Manhattan, also NYU, North Carolina University, Seattle University, many universities, but now because uh, I couldn't get the visa. Actually, it's it's very hard to to do all of this activity. But even with that kind of resilience, uh, I can do that now online. <laughs> I gave many lectures last year with uh, Texas University, actually, uh, and another university in United States online because I couldn't come to United States. And I will keep doing that actually, even if they can, they will not give me the visa. They cannot take this opportunity from me to to give all of this uh, or to. Do all of the activity online they can't block the cartoonists of the masses they cannot yeah that's wonderful that's wonderful thank you Muhammad. thank you for all that you do i I really i can't tell you enough how how honored i am um i did when i say but fish will live fish (laughs) and that's that's saying a lot thank you thank you Muhammad. thank you Muhammad can be followed on twitter at s-a-b-a-a-n-e-h and the same handle on Instagram. Once again, that's at S-A-B-A-A-N-E-H. Thank you for listening to This is Palestine, a podcast brought to you by the Institute for Middle East Understanding. The IMEU is a nonprofit focused on giving you access to untold stories, facts, and expert sources on all things Palestine. For more information, please visit our website at www.imeu.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the IMEU. Please don't forget to subscribe. I'm Deanna Butu. Thanks for listening.